Benefit is brought to you by Pivot. Who wears the pants? You do. So make them stylish, comfortable, and machine washable. Stain resistance means less cleaning and more doing in Pivot's 24-7 pants. Effort listeners get 20% off at P-I-V-O-T-T-E studio.com with code WARNWOMEN. From Warren and NYC, it's Effort, a show based on our live storytelling series where female leaders and entrepreneurs share raw and personal stories of challenges they've overcome in their careers and what they learned in the hustle to achieve success. We're Warren. We plot with other women-owned businesses to take over the world. <laughs> We're actually an admission-based creative agency that works directly with female-run companies, campaigns, and products because we know that when women succeed, everyone succeeds. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Effort Radio. It's Carolyn Rush and Elizabeth Davis, and we are here to give you a recap of all of the craziness that happened this weekend in D.C. and our experience from it. Crushing so Davis. here we go. Women's March. A lot of thoughts, a lot of discrepancies, a lot of perspectives. I'm sure you guys have all seen in the news people that are lifting it up as mm-hmm. one of the most incredible gatherings and movements Maybe in history, especially since civil rights, and people also vilifying it. So there's a lot to be said, there's a lot to be learned, and there's a lot to educate ourselves on and and others on. So tonight we just want to talk to you very frankly about some things that we've heard, things that we experienced, and just some action items that we can all do moving forward. And really, too, to just dissect how we're feeling. So earlier tonight we spent some time just sitting here and really understanding like why we marched and why we participated. And so that's something that we just want to be really vulnerable and honest about. Exactly. So, so. <laughs> what was <laughs> what was the Women's March? Carolyn, tell us a little bit more about, I mean, for those listeners who have not really heard that much about it, there was a New York Times article that spoke to many people not even really knowing that much or knowing not how to get involved or just really wanting to learn more. So can you tell us a little bit about what it was? Well, I think I can speak for, I'm sure, most Americans that learning about a movement from the media is a really tricky way to learn yeah. about something, whether it's before or after it happened. But this year has been has been wild, and I know that the way that we are going to learn about things in the future is experiencing them. Mm. So that's why I was so glad that we were all able to be at the march together, because yeah. we were there. We talked to women. We saw everything that happened. We were there for the rally. One of the most amazing aspects of our weekend is we were able to host an event on Friday called Effort, A New Manifesto, which was a really beautiful culmination of these different stories of women. We had singer-songwriters. We had youth activists. We had women working in Hispanic rights and civil rights lawyers. So really this amazing array of individuals who gave us their perspectives and their learnings and their honesty. So we had Madam Gandhi, who you may have heard of, we've interviewed her in the past on the podcast. She did some spoken word and she performed. And we had Jessica Gonzalez Rojas. She's the executive director for the National Latina Institute for Reproductive Health. And then we had Jody Ovka. She's the executive director for Access Youth, talking about criminalization and the advancement of criminal justice for girls. And then finally, we had Elena Cohen, who is a civil rights attorney, professor, and activist who really shared with us learnings around what to do if you get arrested, what your rights are as a protester, and fun facts that you should always have the Women's March hotline sharpied on your arm should you get arrested. So for those of you who don't know anything about the march, to recap a little bit about the march itself. This march was really symbolic. Some are saying it's the biggest movement that's happened in history in terms of how many people were involved. There's 157 million women in the United States and 3 million women and men worldwide participated in it. So that's incredible. But I think what a lot of people aren't realizing is who are those women that aren't aren't involved with this and don't want to be involved with this? And why? 
when we're talking about this, you know, we're really looking into this from the perspective of why, not putting them down, not putting anyone down, but really trying to understand the reasoning behind all of this. So that's what we're going to get into. One of the things too that we were getting a lot of is really trying to understand why we personally marched to Carolyn's point, but Mm -hmm. also to a lot of women reached out to us who almost felt ashamed and embarrassed that they didn't march. And that was, I think, something that was super fascinating for us to see is because they almost felt like they had to tell us and have that conversation with us about it. And almost that we had to say it was okay Mm -hmm. that they didn't march. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, was just fascinating for us to be on the receiving end of that, For sure, that we had to be in that position. Because then I think, too, you flip it around and you say, well, why didn't you march? Why Mm -hmm. weren't you there? Mm -hmm. And some of the responses were, well, I was watching TV or I was working out or whatever it was. My husband wouldn't be okay with it. Exactly. Maybe. Or I didn't know about it. Or didn't know about it. Or I felt uncomfortable. I felt unwanted. Or I didn't know anyone else going. Yeah. I didn't want to go by myself. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. This is a very new concept to most women, especially white privileged women, Mm -hmm. which is a huge point of conversation for this march. And especially younger women who are in their 20s, 30s, who are trying to figure out what their identity is, that they've never been in this march before, they haven't seen this type of protest before, so how do they engage and interact and contribute? Totally. So, Elizabeth, you were mentioning that a bunch of people were sending you notes and and asking you questions. I got a question just today from a friend of mine I went to school with in Alabama, and I've gotten a lot of these, which is really poignant. But I wanted to read it to you guys and share my answer with you because I think it'll hopefully be helpful. So the question was, I wanted to ask you about the march on Saturday. I was working, so I just followed through social media, but I couldn't participate. I had a lot of conversations with my family and friends, some that participated and some that didn't, and hearing their hearts on the issues at large. However, I wanted to widen my net and research outside of my own comfort zone. My main question is, what are the reasons you chose to march or not? I don't want a list of what the issues are, or what the media was highlighting, or the answer that sounds right. All I want to know is you as an individual, what are your specific beliefs and opinions, and why did you participate or not? So first of all, I thought that was a really bold question, yeah. and I think it's one, A, that we should all ask ourselves, and Definitely. B, should ask other women oh and men, gosh, because sure. it's really important. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of reasons why so many women marched, women and men marched. Why is that, do you think? Well, I really like that she brought up, don't give me a list of the issues, because yeah. the reality is there are so many issues, 20 plus issues Unbelievable. that are related exactly. directly to women's rights. Yeah. And you saw them all there, right? Yeah. Like you saw the LGBT signs, you saw right. the equal pay signs, you yeah. saw the obviously the reproductive rights mm. si- signs, which got the most flack in the media. I think the thing too that, that you brought up with your friend, which is so fascinating, is it shows the importance of networks and community and people, mm-hmm. and that she expressed this question to you, and that then this led to this conversation among amongst our team to really understand and be introspective about what this march meant to us was so important. Yeah, huge. Yeah. It's funny. Going back to our team's initial reaction to the march, even just like, what pins should we make? And like, (laughs) what should our signs say? You saw a lot of hilarious ones and off the wall ones, but our initial reaction was for our signs to say thank you Mm. to someone. Thank you, Gloria Steinem. Thank you, Malala. Thank you, Michelle Obama. Thank you, ex-woman that's done something amazing. And when I think back to the march, I think that the somber and almost sweet part of the march was that gratitude. Definitely. Right. I think both sides are vilifying each other for Mm. different reasons when if we all just came together and realized that we are all here and we all have the rights that we have today because a woman before us has done something, Mm -hmm. right? Like we can vote because of a group of women. We can be in political office because we can have equal pay. We don't have it fully, but we can have somewhat equal pay and access to jobs and politics because Mm -hmm. of, of some woman that came before us and had to fight for it. So like we weren't born with these rights. 
and we're still not there. Exactly. And that's what actually there was this article posted by Dina Layerman, and she wrote this article that said, you are not equal, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. which was so fascinating to us yeah, because right. it talks about each of those and thanking those extraordinary women. Mm-hmm. And I think the exciting thing that Carol and I were both sharing is that it doesn't have to be a Michelle Obama or it doesn't have to be yeah. a Gloria Steinem. It can be your mom. Or it can be your sister or your daughter or whomever, or even your dad. And that was something that I personally was thinking a lot about is that my dad was actually the one who inspired me to march, Mm. right? So you Mm -hmm. think so often with these marches that are so focused on women that that's the reason that women are marching. But in reality, the issues are so diverse and can be so deep in different areas, which is, I think, what makes it most beautiful. Yeah, it's it goes deep. I mean, so I'm sure this has been a weird year for everyone. But if any of you out there are, are like me and have struggled with understanding, I come from a family, I come from a very conservative family. I went to school in Alabama, worked in policy in Alabama. So a lot of people don't agree with my belief. And frankly, I'm surprised at where I am today and I'm surprised at how I came yeah. to believe what I believe. But it seems very logical to me mm-hmm. after all that I've seen and all that I've learned. What do you think were the things that shaped you to be that? Because like you said, you came from this very traditional conservative background. You mm-hmm. grew up in Florida. You went to Auburn. You worked in Alabama. You've lived in Alabama for so long. Yeah. So why did you almost pivot to work in the women's space mm-hmm. and really become this activist and advocate for women's issues? It's a great question. I think a lot of different reasons. I think one, my mom, who's amazing, she laughs about it now and says she created a monster, but she always let me think for myself and encouraged me to think for myself. Mm -hmm. If I had something that I wanted, like if I wanted to get my hair cut when I was nine, (laughs) I had to call the hairdresser myself (laughs) and make an appointment. That's amazing. Like if I wanted to do anything, I had to do it myself. So she did. She created a monster for sure. And also in Alabama, I did feel different than everyone. And I felt like there was one goal and that was to be a certain type of girl and to get a certain type of guy and to live happily ever after in your overalls on a farm. (laughs) And for a second, I was like, that kind of sounds cool. And then I was like, wait, what (laughs) What am I doing? Um, And not (laughs) to say that that's wrong, not to say that it's wrong because it's not. And sometimes I crave that life, especially living. Oh my gosh, for sure. But what I'm saying is it's about like understanding what's out there and, and what's possible. Right. And so the huge issue with all of this, it seems like is there are some privileged women who feel like they have all their rights and they, they might. Yeah. Right. Like they, they might they may have never come across something that discourages them that they feel like a second class citizen. They feel yeah. like they have everything going for them and that's great. The reality is that is the one percent. I totally agree with you and I and I feel I feel so much of what you're saying. So a little bit of background about me. I went to school at Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. so very conservative Catholic school. And then I worked in D.C. for a little bit, and I worked in a big corporation in Atlanta. And when I was in Atlanta, I saw so intimately the way in which women especially beat other women down in a professional setting, Mm -hmm. which was so astounding to me because you think so much of how women build other women up and women are more collaborative than men or there are all these faux pas of sort of what you should or shouldn't do. And so that was actually the reason that I almost turned to switch, where I felt immediately as though I wanted to be the woman that really built other women up Mm. and be a leader by example of not one of these women that feels threatened by those who are younger than them or prettier than them or smarter than them, but really showing this community and joy that if we all succeed, then we can create a better world. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a huge message in this. If women don't support women, it's going to take a long time. Yeah. It's going to take a really long time. Yeah. I mean, that's what we saw, right? When we're seeing the numbers Mm -hmm. is they're saying like 3 million around the world. Mm -hmm. But so (laughs) that we had 3 million people 
in a world of 7 billion is pretty astounding, right? Because you think of a women's march bringing so many diverse populations and ages together and 3 million is incredible, but also there still are so many more that can get involved. Absolutely. So how do we get involved? Let's talk about it. Yeah. So before we do that, here's the reality. The United States ranks 45th for women's equality Whoa. in the world behind wow. Rwanda, <gasps> Cuba, wow. Philippines, and really? Jamaica. Yes. Oh my gosh. There's this little thing called the Convention to Eliminate All Forms of Discrimination Against Women. And the United States is the only democracy not to ratify it. Wow. That's crazy. What is it? What does it talk about? It's essentially there was this Equal Rights Act that mm-hmm. was almost passed but wasn't through our Constitution. So it's essentially like highlighting those major things to give right. women the same equal rights as men. But it hasn't been passed. So women before us have fought to gain things like the right to vote. The right and to work. The right to work. What? Whoa. If we didn't have the right to work, we wouldn't be having this podcast Now we're just right trying now. to keep working. <laughs> <laughs> trying to pull that right. Cause. <laughs> but we're all a part of a movement mm-hmm. right now, right? And yeah. But by definition definition of movement is an awareness, is raising awareness with a group of people. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's action involved with it. Mm. So to make That's lasting change, there needs to be action. This right. was a, a shout from the rooftops to the, the president, to the cabinet, to everyone that's making yes. laws, but there hasn't necessarily been action around it. So what are some things we can do? Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. So the thing we've been talking about, Michael Moore had a speech at the Women's March in DC. He has a Facebook page. Check it out. It's amazing. It talks about everything you can do every single day to get involved. One way that he spoke about specifically is get involved in local elections, whether it's on a school board, precinct coordinator. There are so many different ways to get involved that are easy and don't take a ton of time if you want to just sort of start dipping your toe in the water or there are things that you can get really involved in. Also, another really good way to get involved, and this is just something that the Warren team personally loves, is today we saw this incredible YouTube video that was about Obama's fired up, ready to go speech. Mm -hmm. And it is something that we recommend everyone to see because it is so extraordinary and it shows the power of one person to make a difference. Totally. Okay, everybody got your pen and paper? Get ready. Writing it down. The first major thing you can do and should do. Besides these two. Yes. <laughs> is call your senator or congressman. You can call and they'll direct you from this number. The number is 202-225-3121. What was that again? 202-225-3121. And remember, you have two U.S. senators. And if you don't know their name... The friendly congressional operator will tell you who they are and they'll connect you. Cool. So there will be a lot of calls, so be patient. Can you email them too or just call them? Yeah, you can email them. The email is, it's their last name gov. You know, whatever it is that you are passionate about, like I said before, there's so many different issues that come into the big umbrella of women's rights. And we definitely saw that at the march. So there's LGBTQ, workers' rights, civil rights, immigrant rights, religious freedom, environmental justice, reproductive rights, gender-based violence, women's health. Oh my gosh, so many things. So whatever, I'm sure that there are more than one of those that affect you or that you're passionate about, but make it your own. That's the thing too, is literally if you Google, how do I get involved with the Women's March or post the Women's March, there are so many different blogs from Forbes to Fortune to Wall Street Journal to New York Times of how to personally get involved and even just to understand the issues more. That was something Mm -hmm. that we over the past couple weeks have just been embedded so much in understanding what are the different viewpoints, right? Because it's so important to understand both sides and where everyone falls on the spectrum of women's equality. And so we've loved getting to know it and you as listeners, I think especially since you're listening to this podcast, would love it too. So on that lovely note, Yeah, so that's it. Thanks, everybody. I'll leave you with one of my favorite signs that I saw at the march. It was this Mexican proverb, and it said, They tried to bury us, but they didn't know we were seeds. 
All right, that's it. Over and out. Until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Effort Radio. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe on iTunes and write us a review. That'll help us to share these stories with women all around the country who could benefit from hearing other women's experiences. You can also write to us directly at effort at warn.nyc. That's F-I-T at warn.nyc.